Hello and welcome to Tammy Ginders. And this is a show where we ponder pretty much anything and everything. And by we, I mean myself, Howard Kane. And me, Beth Espy. And it usually also involves Howard doing some sort of weird challenge, which he inevitably ropes me into. <laughs> and if you're not intrigued now, when will you ever be? What else have we got on the programme this week? Well, I take a look at a statue that commemorates someone who really does think the Isle of Man was key to his life's work. And uh, you've been finding out about something to do with the war. I have. If you've got a mug saying, keep calm and carry on, you wondered where it all came from and indeed how it first came to prominence. Stay tuned because I'm talking to Mr and Mrs Keep Calm. And as ever, if there's anything that you've ever wondered about in the Isle of Man, perhaps you go past a building all the time and you'd love to take a sneaky peek inside, but you haven't been able to, maybe we will be able to find the key. And actually, coming up next week, uh, there is something which involves that very thing, actually. We get somebody uh, to show us inside a monument, I suppose you'd call monument, it, that indeed, I've walked yeah. past many times. Iconic building. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, all will be revealed next week. But first of all, um, I mentioned this memorial to somebody who really felt that the Isle of Man was their spiritual home. And this is all to do with one Joseph Pilates. Um, There was a Pilates lineage weekend uh, over the bank holiday weekend, and some of that took place in Nokalo. Incredible to believe that at one time there were 24,000 people interned there. Um, But I met up with Mo Shering to find out more about this monument, which actually I have to say I've never seen before. We are in the car park of Peel Cathedral, and I'm with Mo Shering. Mo, why have you brought me here? A good question. Um, Basically, to come and have a look at a statue, which we're going to find now, which commemorates uh, Joseph Pilates' time at Nogalo and also um, Archibald Knox. Now, the Isle of Man, as you describe it, is the spiritual home of Pilates. Um, Why is that? Just remind us. Because he was arrested um, while he was actually teaching Scotland Yard detectives the art of self-defence and sent over to the Isle of Man where he spent four years in Nokalo. What do we know about his background? His background, he was a very sickly child and he decided to work on himself um, and he studied Eastern and Western methods of uh, fitness and he actually managed to save people or uh, the mortality rate went down on the... On the uh, people that were in the camp at the time and and he was credited with saving people because of his routine and he and he actually did say that he he had enjoyed his time on the Isle of Man and it gave him time to actually work with people and work on his method that's incredible really isn't it and it is. you think what what he achieved and what is still practiced nowadays i mean obviously this is something that you, you really do feel is, is incredibly important and incredibly beneficial. We've spotted it. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, we're just walking past the, uh, the actual cathedral now. We're just walking to the right-hand side. We're going past the war memorial, uh, heading towards the statue. What is it then, would you say, Mo, about Pilates that makes it so good for you? Well, I think um, it can be adapted to most people. Uh, so it's not like a set routine, that, well, you, like you go to a gym or something. And I specialise mostly in remedial Pilates, which um, 
it, we tend to work one way or the other, Pilates teacher, like a friend of mine who was a dancer, um, and she does, like, we trained with the same guy, but she's slightly different interpretation to me, so, um, but I particularly work with people who need a little bit of help. <laughs> and is that sort of physical ailments generally, you know, sort of muscular things like that? Yes, and a bit of mental. <laughs> really? So well, you can help yes, that because, side? Yes, I think it can because, it, you know, it then sort of helps you to sort of adjust mentally so that you can then work out physically. And how long have you been practising Pilates? Oh, crumbs. That's a long time, probably around about 20-odd years. Really? I was the first person on the island to teach Pilates. People didn't even know what it was. They, quite a lot of people called it pilots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, so here we are. We're just walking across the uh, the grass here. Wow, this is quite incredible. And, you know, I live in Peel. I didn't even know this was here, I'm ashamed to say. Um, should we read what it says on the, uh, the centre bit here? This was actually unveiled by Claire Christian, OBE, on the 6th of April 2017. It says, Nokalo IOM. And if we just go around uh, the other side here, Aliens Detention Camp. The uh, sculptor was uh, Angela Patchett. And uh, it's quite incredible. Actually, when you look at it, you, the more you look at it, the more you see. I mean, how would you describe this? One enemy alien who today has a global reputation, Joseph Palacios, one member of the camp staff who took, has a global reputation, Archibald Knox. Uh, the sculpture design incorporated a sense of movement associated with Joseph Pilates, featuring a celebration, the decorative artwork of Archibald Knox. And you can see that the symbolism of the, the barbed wire That's it. in twisted uh, silver there just over the and top. It, it says within the constraints of the, inter, of the internment, German-born Joseph Pilates invented exercise that now used the world over. It is believed that the relatively low mortality rate in the camp was due to exercise by internees. Pilates dedicated his entire life to improving his physical strength and mental well-being through exercise and breathing technique. An Archibald Knox was born and raised in the Isle of Man. He was employed at the camp as a censor. He is best known for his Celtic Revival-style metalwork designed for Liberties and Company. Gosh, that's amazing. But if we look around the bottom here, so it's a sort of an oval shape made out of bronze, I think, uh, part of this material statue. bronze, yeah. yeah. And the ceramic and tiles created by school, school pupils. pupils. Based on the designs of Archibald Knox. There's also hand-painted bricks created by Cathedral, Isle of Man parish groups and the Isle of Man prison art students. And these are all based on fables associated with each of the gardens which surround the structure. This is just amazing. And the enamel um, brooch. brooch by Archibald Knox is, is the main Which is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? really is. It's stunning, actual, you know, I, I do hope people will come and see it now when they, then, when they know it's here very easy to find isn't it Beth? it is yeah you just need to park in the car park find the war memorial and then follow your nose really <laughs> what an incredible piece of work and so peaceful in this garden isn't, isn't it? it absolutely peaceful um, and i think it's it's absolutely a lovely tribute to both of them really isn't it it really is yeah. and what do we know about joseph pilates once he he left the internment camp well he went back to um germany and um he was asked to train the uh, German army and he was a pacifist so he decided not to and uh, he went off to um, America and opened up his studio uh, in New York and he actually called his his um, method controlology 
And it only became to be known as Pilates when he started to train or, or work with the ballerinas and things from uh, the New York Ballet who were all, always injuring themselves. So um, they used to say to each other, you must go and see Pilates. And that's how it came to be known as Pilates. How wonderful. Did he live a long life? He did. He was 86 or something. I think it was 86 when he died. And um, he, the, the story is, I'm not quite sure whether it's true or not, but apparently his studio went on fire and uh, he went back in and got, got, oh. got uh, pneumonia. Oh my goodness oh, me. Wow. wow. The bells there <laughs> That's in nice the background. The bells are for us. Well, uh, Mo, thank you so much for bringing me here. I'm so pleased that I found this. As you say, I do hope some other people now will come and see it. Yes, um, it's such a spectacular um, memorial to both of them, isn't it? It really is. I had an interview with, with the only lady that's um, in gay, in still alive that was, uh, was uh, trained by Joseph. And uh, I asked her if uh, if he ever mentioned the Isle of Man, and she said yes, he did. He loved the Isle of Man, and he gave he said it gave him time to work on his method and work with people. And I visited his studio in New York um, when I was there. And the lady who owns it now, the Pilates teacher who owns it now, is actually coming. She's staying with me for a couple of days out, so I will bring her here and show her. Ah, yes, indeed. Well, I, you know what? I haven't been there either, which is rather embarrassing, because I've known Mo for years and did some yoga training with her. And you know what? I haven't seen it either, the memorial. I know well, about Jota Pilates and Nokalo and how he came up with the control. I can never even say it. I keep calling it controlology, but Mo said it was con. No. Some, yeah. yeah Let's just call it Pilates. Contrology, but it's yeah. Pilates now either way. Yeah. Um, and it's this is literally just down the road from my house. And what a beautiful spot. I've got some photographs of it, which we'll put on the Manx Radio Facebook page. But if you have the time, I would highly recommend you go and see it because it's a, a crucial part of our social history. It is. I think it's one of those ones where it has had some traction of late, if you'll excuse the slight pun with that. But it's, um, yeah, it, it's got more recognition now. And did you see BBC the other day, funnily enough? When I was working over the weekend, I think on Saturday morning, and they said, yes, they were doing a whole piece down there after the uh, the weekend, I think, back on Monday, and talking and giving some credit and recognition to Joseph Pilates and the fact he came up with this worldwide system here on the Isle of Man. Well, of course, you're listening to Tammy Ginders here on Manx Radio. Where else would you find such joys? And Beth mentioned at the beginning some little challenges we like to do from time to time. I don't know whether they're challenges or basically it's another I wonder effort. And sort of, we started off with the classic egg in a bottle, which was a great success. I don't know if the video is still up. We had a fair degree of success with that one. I think the- you might be remembering that with rose tinted glasses, my love. I don't think it was an entire <laughs> success, that one, but we'll go with it. I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, here's another one which I'd often pondered about. I know I'd seen it before. We're going back to the 70s with this one and uh, into your kitchen, in fact. So here we are in here my kitchen, yes. and um, it's a little bit early for that, isn't it, Howard? It's only what, half nine in the morning? What, what's happening here? It's never too early for it. It's, it's, what we're going to try and do is pondering, and it's one I have wondered about. Can you actually do this one where you make your own lava lamp? You remember the lava lamps from the 70s? I've got one upstairs, actually. You've got one. Fantastic. I should have brought it down, shouldn't we? Put it side by side. So can you make your own homemade one with nothing more than... It's not actually Echo Falls wine. It's just some tap water in a bottle, some oil, a bit of food colouring, and some salt. It's like Blue Peter, isn't it? Fantastic. It is a little bit. Okay. Well, let's see. I don't know whether this works... We'll try it. So we'll fill this glass, like sort of two thirds 
water. Let's hope this works. And then we'll try and put a bit of oh, a bit of food colouring in here. And what colour have we gone for? Uh, well, just got a bit of green, so. Okay. Let's just hope this. Uh, just a little touch of food colouring there. I think that's good enough, is it? Right, giving it a stir. Mmm. That's right, isn't it? It's okay. Okay. And then gently pour some oil on the top. And hopefully this should. Just ordinary olive oil, is it? Uh, this is actually rapeseed oil, but only because I had some oil which is out of date, so I'm hoping this will be fine. So I thought, well, may as well waste not, what not. Oh. And this should flow to a course because it's light. And... There it goes. Okay. Looks quite lava lamp already, doesn't it? Yes, doesn't it? Just thinking there. Did you have a lava lamp? You know what? I always wanted one. I never oh. got one. I have thought about it afterwards and thought, because they came back again, yeah. they were all in the 70s, whatever, and I thought, wow, wasn't the sort of thing mum and dad were into. And I was like, yeah, I used to love it if we went to someone's house with a lava lamp. <laughs> Never got one. Right, <clears throat> now then, the moment of truth. Now we put a good wadge of salt in. And that sinks to the bottom. And hopefully, it then starts to so release air and we get a little sort of lava lamp type oh. approach. Right, is it working? I think so. There's little bits going up very slowly. Look at that. If you added more salt, would it get more? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's working. Quite slow, but... Yeah. Meditative. Wax some more salt in, see what happens. Right. Let's <laughs> see then. It's just going to explode over the table. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Oof. Oh, wow. Oh, That's getting a bit more of a... Yeah, it is, <clears> isn't it? <throat> and the scientific reason behind this is... It's just the air bubble. I mean, obviously, the, the oil lighter than the water, which is why it floats on the top. The salt is denser, so it sinks down. And then it's got the water bubbles in between, and so they... So the water, you know, bits of air in between the salt, I think, so they pop up and come out. Now, it's just about working. Yeah. Another thing to amaze one. your friends with. It is another one. One last one we can try just before we go is see if we put a, <clears throat> a few drops of just oil in on its own. Food colouring in. I'm not sure they're going to rise again, are they? Oh, are they? They're meant to. Let's see if they do pop back up again. <laughs> uh, that might not work. <clears throat> I think you've ruined it oh, now. Have I killed it? <laughs> it was beautiful. Hey, well, there's a couple. Of and uh, well, it's one more lot of salt to see. Yeah, just thrash it all in. In for a penny. Well, the general idea is there, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort yeah. of working. Yeah, you get a few. A it few looks pretty. There now. Oh, yeah. It's coming up there now. Look at that. There we go. So I don't know whether it's ever actually going to replace the lava lamp on your sideboard. And there's always the temptation if you have children, they'll drink it. It probably wouldn't kill them, you know. It'd be interesting vomit. <laughs> but still, not 
bad. Well, not bad. Not bad. It's sort of, we'll give that one a half, yeah, a half, uh, a half success. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've seen it on YouTube and it's not quite as dramatic as YouTube. But, you know, you never know with these things. Worth getting out of bed for, haven't you? Oh, those are good. Yeah. <laughs> Worth getting out of bed for, just. <laughs> Can I have a shower now? Well, it sort of worked, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it, it was good. It was good. I would be amazed by that if um, I saw it. I'm sure at someone's house, <laughs> one way or another. Yeah, there are there are some more dramatic ones, but it's always we've got to think health and safety, obviously, because you never know what little kiddie winkies might be watching and think I'll have a go. So you've got to keep it fairly safe, and we've also got to think about not setting fire to your kitchens. Another again, another, another yeah. element as well, I guess. Yeah. Um, now then. Have you ever, have you got a mug, a keep calm mug or a keep calm poster? I've got a keep calm and carry on running t-shirt. Ah, there you go, you see. And do you know the history of it? I don't. Well, uh, I'm always going to be a reveal because it comes back from the Second World War, which you might well recognise. There's an original poster, Keep Calm and Carry On, which is on the wall of a wonderful place called uh, the Barter Books in Annick, which um, great place to go. If you go, Annick is lovely. The Barter Books is a wonderful, put a day aside, they have around 350,000 second-hand books on their shelves. Worth a mandra. And on the wall behind the counter, you will see the original Keep Calm and Carry On poster. And it all goes back to Stuart and Mary Manley, who are the directors and owners, and Mary's the founder of Barter Books in Annick. And they were on the Alabama recently, and I bearded them up to Manx Radio Towers for a quick chat and asked them, just how did this all come about? It's one of those flukes in life where things happen. It has indeed grown to be a gigantic worldwide thing, but back in 2000, when uh, I first discovered it, it was basically at the bottom of a box of books. Now, we buy books in auction, and this box of books, which had rather poor-looking books in it, had lain around for actually a couple of months, and no one would get round to doing it. And I thought, well, I'll do it. <laughs> and sure enough, the books were pretty pretty ropey. But at the bottom, folded up with this little poster, and I opened out and saw for the first time since 1939 the slogan, Keep Calm and Carry On. And I thought, it looked terrific. So I showed it to Mary, and she said, hey, that looks terrific. <laughs> uh, she had it framed and up it went in the bookshop what did, what appealed about it to you mary what, what was it that sort of spoke to you well what, what was just wonderful really and i think it's part and parcel of the poster is the moment i took a look at it and i'm an i'm an american the validity of it as a genuine world war ii poster was somehow obvious even i recognized the the graphic, very simple graphic design of the crown of King George VI. And then this stark message, keep calm and carry on, immediately appealed because to an American, and indeed anybody, I think, outside Britain, it could only have been devised, I think, in Britain, in England. And I just loved it really spoke of the English spirit at that time and has since spoken to people around the world. It has. And I think has. The, the irony of it is that, as I understand it, the poster itself, the Keep Calm and Carry On, it was one of a, a series of three, I think, which were produced during the darkest hours of the last war in order to try and sort of uh, to bolster sort of moral spirit in, in the country, which I'm sure it very much needed. But, but am I right in saying the poster itself might have been printed in millions but never actually sort of run out at the end of the day? Not quite true. Um, the, indeed, it was 
one of three, and uh, the, the others which were distributed, well, your, your courage, your, your freedom will see us through and um, <clears throat> defend it with all your might. And these apparently were so badly received by the British public, your patronising and so forth, they really hated them. There was letters to the Times about it, uh, that Keep Calm was never officially uh, distributed. It, it actually went out throughout the country, but wasn't actually the, the command didn't go to put it up. Now, we have photographic evidence that one or two did get put up, so it wasn't totally not displayed, but mostly it wasn't. Uh, and therefore, the bulk of the ones that were printed eventually simply got pulped. They were never actually used. And there it lay, apart from a few copies in the Imperial War Museum, which were tucked in a drawer and forgotten, it stayed unknown for the next uh, 20 odd years until we discovered it in our bookshop and uh, up it went. And so then how did the journey happen from the one original still on the wall at Barter Books to this now I don't know it's worldwide phenomenon it's certainly Britain wide like I said you, you can see it on pretty much anything you want there's probably scarcely a household that won't have some sort of keep calm carry on or a variation on such or keep gone keep on digging keep calm and do yoga you name it you know it's, yes. it's been parodied somewhere along the line yes. how, how did it transfer to being such a household <laughs> slogan now? basically once it was up on display people the next phenomenon was people wanted to buy it from us well we just found it we weren't going to sell it and I suggested to Mary, uh, you know, well, perhaps we should make copies of it for the customers. And she said, oh, no, we mustn't spoil the purity of the photograph. Well, something of, like of, that. Of, of the poster. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like that. So anyway, Mary went away on holiday and I secretly had some printed. <laughs> and I, That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and put them on sale. And by the time she came back, I was able to give her the sales figures. And this suddenly the purity yes. went or yes. whatever it was yeah, what that was holding her back. <laughs> <laughs> but even then it hadn't fully spread because but what happened now was we did have them for sale, very popular, but only in a sort of local and regional sense. Uh, so another two or three years went by without not without much happening until the Susie Steiner of The Guardian stumbled across it and wrote an article about it and put it in that that December's colour supplement as one of her ten favourite things. And then all hell broke loose. Uh, yes. the, the entire bookshop had to be put over to packing posters all over the world. They wow. went to embassies in Sudan and what have you. Yes, hospitals, uh, uh, parliament. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that is when it took off. And, of course, then the next phenomenon was the parodies, the copies. Mm. The uh, And I must admit, it was worldwide, not just nationwide. But by the time you go and find and pick up a mug saying, keep calm and carry on and you see made in china on yeah. the bottom of it Crazy. you know it's gone worldwide and that's what happened that is amazing yes. and yes. do you ever pinch yourselves and think how did it come here or, or, or really wonder just why it has become such a popular phenomenon is it just do you think it's just the sort of the simplicity of the slogan the the link with the last war the the sort of beauty of the original typeface it's it's sort of uh, its ability to be parodied so readily do you ever think wonder what it is combination of all those wouldn't you say uh definitely a, a combination and and it's something that is attractive to people again we said worldwide but there's something intrinsically english about it if i may say say so can i yep. uh, um that uh, that speaks to people and speaks to people in a way that i i think sometimes 
the British themselves tend to forestall any, mm. any sort of compliments really about themselves and and instead don't take on board how much admired they are for for this quality that they have to keep calm and and carry on. It is. Stiff upper lip. It is, and it is, and I can't think of any other country that could have produced that uh, that poster and other than this this one. I, I, do, I do want to add, Stuart, I do want to add, before everybody listening to us thinks, oh my God, that must have made you millions. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it was out of copyright, so why not? <laughs> it didn't make it, but we did, we did all right, and... Though we're a little bit tired of the parodies, I have to say there is not a time that I don't look at the original one and think, what a good bit of advice and how good that was. And my, my quicker answer for why it was so successful is it was cheaper than antidepressant pills. Love uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that. It's a great year. Nice. Won- wonderful couple. <laughs> it's, uh, Stuart and the Mary Manley from Barter Books and uh, the story of Keep Calm and Carry On. So now you know. And uh, a great advice it is as well. So we've reached the point of the programme then where we do keep calm and have a rootle around in Manx Radio's archives. As ever, we literally uh, take it in turns. We go in and we pluck something uh, from one of the shelves. Uh, Today, we're going back to Tuesday, February the 21st, 1995 and mandate programme. We're literally just going to hit this tape at random, Howard. Hit it. Break fast, start from just £36 adult return. That's right, as little as £36 return to England or Ireland, and even less for senior citizens and students. And with the car, you can enjoy up to five days away from just £99 return. Feels good, doesn't it? Now when I snap my fingers, you'll be free to make that good feeling a reality. Steam Packet, a first-class service to man. Intoto offer quality and value for money with over 300 kitchens to choose from, along with Vilroy and Bach bathrooms and Christie's luxury fitted bedrooms. Whether your budget's 2,000 or 20,000, Intoto has something for you. Visit them at the Onken Shopping Precinct. The 7.30 news headlines. Good morning, I'm Alan Quirk. Members of Timwald go into their monthly meeting today facing an agenda bristling with controversy. They'll be asked to give the go-ahead for building the £5.5 million Peel Heritage Centre, which faces strong opposition. And there'll be a proposal that they should take over the ownership of the Villa Marina from Douglas Corporation. Not much changes, does it? No, it's exactly. The steam packet's still going. Yep. In Toto, still going. <laughs> does the news sound any different? We'll leave that there, shall we? Uh, that's all from Tamagindis this week. Do get in touch if there's anything you're wondering about and we will return this same time next week. Cheerio.